Hello, I'm Dr. Kiko Suarez, and I welcome you to our show, Fire Your Boss. I'm here with my co-host, Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? Hey, incredible, Kiko. Thanks, man. It's been a great day. Glad to see you. Great. Well, we are very excited to have two amazing guests with us, Steve and Kristen. How are you doing, guys? Great. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. That's fantastic. Well, I have to start by saying that their story, which you're going to learn in a minute, we're going to talk about it, is a story that I talk in many places, and I haven't had the privilege to talk to Kristen yet, but I know Steve and I, we've known each other for a long time. We have ties back to Spain, and we mm -hmm. like to speak Spanish when we meet, but the story is different. I, I heard Steve talk about this business for a long time. And so when he was giving me the kind of the basic information about it, I remember using it in one of my TEDx talks when I'm talking about entrepreneurship. And it's been always fascinating to me how the whole thing started and how it continued and how long you guys have been in business. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to ask you and whoever of you wants to, I don't know, Kristen, maybe, um, Talk a little bit about the inception of the business, how it all started, all that. Tell us the story. That's a great question. So I have two little boys who are not so little anymore. They are 10 and 12. And when my my baby was about one, um, so we are on our 10th year now, when he was one, um, during nap time, I started making things and put them on Etsy um, at the urging of my best friend. and. When when she first told me about it, um, you know, you should put your things on Etsy. I, I'm going to start one too. And I thought, mm, that sounds really scary. I don't think I'm going to do that. And she started an Etsy shop and encouraged me to do it. And so I did it during nap time um, for, for many years for until it started growing and then I needed help. And um, now we have, so we have seven employees and um, we are in our 10th year of business and, and both my sisters work for me full time. So it's, it's grown and we really love doing it. It's become, it's become a family business, true family business. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing that stood out to me is, is that Katie and Sarah? Are those your two sisters? Yep. They're at home working okay. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk CEO, one out of them out of, out of uh, being an attorney and coming to work for you. That's a big deal. But yeah, I just see that's a family affair. And, you guys have made it 10 years, which yeah. I've forgotten the statistic, but it's a very small percentage of small businesses that are around after 10 years. So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Very cool website too. I, I well, think so so here's, here's one thing for Steve. So Steve, I, I've known you for a long time. Mm. And I have to say, of course, you have been an executive in the financial industry for many, many years. And you being a, an amazing dad because you've been talking about this both as your daughter starting the business, but also you being the coach. And then, you know, she always surprising you with how amazing this was. And Kristen, I have to tell you that was this is the truth. I haven't known you. I don't have to suck it up to anybody. Reality is Steve was very, very proud from the beginning. So now I want to ask <laughs> Steve, the coach, not Steve, the dad. Um, tell me about it from your perspective. How did you guys started talking about this from the angle of the coach? 
Well, well, first of all, I, I, I'd like to say uh, I am very proud of Kristen. And, and also, uh, I, I like to think that, that Christy's kind of a chip off the old block because as Kiko knows, I was a senior executive at uh, two large banks, Bank One and Fifth Third. But in between those two uh, stints, I also uh, ran private companies as an entrepreneur. And we started those companies from scratch. They were financial services firms. And we, uh, we, we started them from scratch and then sold the company in, in 05. Um, so I like to, I like to think that, uh, Kristen, um, it's kind of in our DNA a little bit as a family. And if you saw the three sisters working together, you'd be as proud as I am to see them, you know, the dynamic, uh, between them. But, uh, I mean, as, as a coach, I really do try and, um, and give Chrissy advice. Chrissy's the CEO of uh of the company she runs it you know day to day this is Chrissy's show um but uh, Chrissy has has the um i think the emotional intelligence to uh, to reach out when she needs to reach out and she does that she does that well and when she reaches out i'll i'll give input uh her mom and i um uh bought into the company in about five years ago, maybe about five years ago, yes. about five years ago. And, uh, and then we just actually re-upped and, uh, and doubled down on our stake in, in the company. And, uh, and what happened, I think Chrissy, Chrissy was running this business and then people were saying, Oh, well, that's, that's nice. You know, Chrissy's doing this little side hustle. And, and then it was, well, Chrissy has three employees and Chrissy's growing and Chrissy's growing out of her space. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, we invested some capital and I, 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 I literally said to Chrissy, if you could have X amount of money, what would you do with it? And Chrissy, who never took a business class um, in, uh, in, in college, uh, came back with a, a business plan. We tweaked it a little bit and she went to town and, you know, two years later, it, it, the company had doubled. And, uh, and nice. now since then, it's, it's, it's actually quadrupled. So, uh um, and then, and, and now, you know, it's a time where Chrissy's and I'll let her talk about it, but she's looking to expand in certain product lines and everything else. So, uh, it was a good time to put some more capital in. That's amazing. So you have your own little shark tank right there at the kitchen table. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's tougher than the sharks. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but he's, he's been great to, to lean on because there was, a, there were a lot of terms that I was not familiar with in the business world. And there were, there were concepts that, that I learned. I, I continue to learn along the way that it's very helpful to, to have that ear. So, and yeah. I, you know, what? I'll, I'll put a little bit of a brag in uh, because five, seven years ago, uh, Chrissy didn't know what a balance sheet was or an income statement or, you know, <laughs> what the difference between, you know, uh, top line expenses and bottom line expenses. And, uh, and yesterday Chrissy and I were, were doing a little bit of a deal together and uh, and I was going in a direction and Chrissy said, but dad, I don't think we can go in that direction for X, Y, Z. And she was absolutely right. And she put me in my place and said, yeah, it was it was it, her direction was the right direction. I was going in the wrong direction. So, you know, it's kind of nice. She's be, she's become a CEO. She really has the entrepreneurial animals out of the cage, man. You can't put it. You can't put the <laughs> toothpaste back in the tube once you get a taste of freedom. Right, Christy? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I would never want to do anything else than this. And I think business morphs and changes over time. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I, I definitely want to continue this um, as long as my working career and, and my kids do, too, which is neat to see. 
Yeah. You know, I, if you guys don't mind, I'd love Chrissy to, to, uh, to tell you a little bit about her mission statement and how she runs the company and how she provides uh, access to uh, certain groups of people to, to work for her, because I think it's. Yeah, I mean, this, this is about informing, instructing and inspiring people that are maybe have launched something and they just need a support system or maybe they're sitting behind a cubicle and want to launch something they want to get free. And so anything that you can do to take it back to the basics on the inspiration and how you created your mission or how you created the corporate culture. And, and even we really even haven't talked about the name of the company. So just, just tell us, you know, your full story, like your dad said, and, and help, folks that are listening, our listeners really kind of understand where your heart's at and how you created these uh, principles, I guess, that, that have made you successful 10 years in. Well, um, the biggest thing that I would say that we, we focus on as a company, um, and the name of the company is The Bold Bowtie. Mm-hmm. And we we sell, we have our own website, but we also sell on Etsy still, and we also sell on Amazon. And one of the biggest things that were so important to us, um, in in addition to providing a service for people, products for people that enhance their experiences, so we, that was really important to us. But it was what was really important as a company culture was to make sure that we could provide a way for stay-at-home moms and dads to have income when it might seem like it's impossible to do so because you, you have little guys and you're constantly on the go, go, go with them or, or you are paying for daycare and it doesn't make any sense for, for you to go back to work. You're thinking and, and you're wrestling with that. And I would say I belong to a very large play group when my kids were little. And I would say, I mean, 99% of them dealt with that issue of, of what do I do? Because when my kids go back to school, when they're five and they go to kindergarten, what do I do? with my time, do I find a job that will, that will allow me the flexibility to continue to, to be there in case my child's sick? I mean, it's, it's a lot of juggling um, nowadays. And so that was a big thing for us. We, we really wanted to make sure that we provided an avenue where it was flexible. So uh, f- uh, three of our part-time people actually work um, in their own homes and then we send them fabric and they, we train them, of course, and then they, they make product and then they drop it off once a week and it, it runs wow. like clockwork. it's nice um, but then it allows them to to be at home with their kids and gives them the freedom to also work part-time one of them one of them is a nurse and is a wonderful nurse and it allows them to do other things as well necessity is the mother of invention that is ground zero of a huge need right now and it was just born out of your own need is what it sounds like <laughs> Yes. But that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And it allowed me to give back to the the household finances as well. My background's in psychology. <laughs> and I I was a preschool teacher. Then I worked with special needs children. And mm-hmm. my, my heart was really in that. Um, however, I, I once I had my, my kids, I really wanted to find a way that I could be at home, um, but also be able to provide, my husband and I could provide the life that we wanted to to give them. Yeah. It's nice. That's amazing. So, you know, we've, we've talked in these programs before about dreams um, and sometimes obviously how hard it is to come out with something that's viable 
Um, and it, it looks like your idea came from the need, as, as, as Jim is saying, but also this purposeful, you know, thoughtful way of interpreting your role and the role that other people could play in their families. And so, you know, did, was that a, a big element in your decision to say, I'm going to jump and do this? You needed to provide for your family, but you also sounds like you wanted to provide a solution to other people like you. That's a great question. I think definitely it started as a need for my family. And as it grew, my my middle sister, who's who is actually a lawyer by trade, she um she had just had her first baby. And now she has four and the oldest is five and they all come to the office every day. And so if you can imagine, we, we are very busy. We're very busy. It's, it's loud. It's fun, but um, we, we're definitely hustling down there and it provided a way that she could also be home with them and also use her law degree to further the business for sure. She is always giving wonderful advice and looking over documentation and, um, you know, giving her her okay on things before we move forward. So it's it's really a win win. And then my youngest sister, who um, recently joined the company um, about two years ago, does a, a lot of the outreach, um, and 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 also, I mean, she has a lot of different hats, but she also um, makes sure that everything goes out on time, and that's that's no no small feat for sure. So we we all work together, and we're all very different, um, but the the hard work mentality. Um, my sisters have really spoiled me because they are fabulous workers. They are just, they're just great and they go above and beyond. None of us want to let the other ones down. And so we're all playing our roles and we can't wait to tell the other two what we've come up with or what we, what we've done to further things. And so it really works out well. It works out well, but, um, but also now we have some people who are able to um, stay home with their kids outside of our family as well. And if my youngest sister has little ones, she can bring them as well. And we have, we have a whole setup for that. And, um, but she does bring her puppy right now. So, uh, so that, that is fun too, but we, we have a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of, um, different opinions though, too. And I'm learning a lot as uh, from someone who is just learning the logistics of getting things made to, to learn how to make something, then learn how mm -hmm. to get people to want to buy it or, or have it fill a need in, in the community. Yeah. But sure. then to also have people who rely on you to manage them. That is something that I, I was not formally trained in and that I learn all the time. I'm learning all the time that different people need different things. And, and I, I also need to make sure that I'm doing certain things that, that get done, that I'm coming and I'm rested. So I you know, can't work all night for three nights in a row. And right. I'm learning things Although the hard have. way. I have, <laughs> I have, but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely learning how to delegate and, and it's, it's been, it's been really wonderful. And I think um, it's a lot like parenting in the sense that you can never tell everyone everything that goes into it, but it's such a labor of love. It really is. Yeah. And the best advice I could give would be to just start to jump in and start. Um, I, you could do so much planning, but in the end, you're going to learn so much more by doing and making mistakes. And I don't mean gigantic mistakes. I mean, little mistakes that you will tweak along the way 
those things are going to make you a better entrepreneur in the long run. But just starting, that that is the the biggest step you can take for sure. That's you know, let me let me maybe add a, a, a couple of interesting points too, from a father's perspective and being the patriarch of the family. The uh, having Kristen um, close by with her sisters uh, every day, you know, working. Uh, my wife, Mary Jo, is typically at the house almost every day when we're in town, and I'm there almost every day, probably every other day. Uh, guarantee that when you're there, there's going to be at least four of the six grandkids will typically be there. Yeah. So, uh, so we 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 take them aside, and you know, we play board games with them, and we it's it's really a nice time for us that as their moms are uh are, are working in the in the factory because the factory is right there because he has a really good sized basement so the factory is set up very very efficiently down there to be a to be a factory but as she said things happen off-site and then they get delivered and and then the fulfillment and the shipping and and all the final the final product making uh, happens happens in the uh in the factory and uh and then for example you know we we have a place in Hilton Head we go there as a family on vacation, and if the girls need to work, you know they'll squirrel away for a couple hours a day. We uh, we do our planning session. Yes, <laughs> we do. Dad, Dad's the moderator, yeah. and uh, and we do our uh, annual planning session with the with the girls. And uh, we we typically go out to a restaurant and take over a table for a couple hours and do a planning session, and then. Uh, so, so it really has become a family affair, which is nice. I've I've definitely brought suitcases filled with fabric before. <laughs> Um, in addition to the clothing and things that, that my family is going to need. And then another suitcase with fabric so I can make some bow ties uh, and ship them out um, when on vacation. <laughs> yeah, the coolest thing, I went to the website. I'm like, wait, this is a small business doing business on Etsy and, and Amazon. And they have a general counsel. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> Built-in general counsel come. come hey, that's came, awesome yeah, marketing just, right there. Yeah. Not only great marketing on the website, but like anybody want to mess with you, like, look, we have a general counsel back off. <laughs> and and she's wonderful. She is so great. She truly is. And, yeah. and sometimes she'll assert her dominance too. When um when we are um, ordering lunch, if we're ordering lunch, and she'll say, as the general counsel, I, we are not going to that place today. We're going to go this place. So <laughs> no, you're like, shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I have to say. Her expertise in the legal world has has been yeah. monumental for the business because there are absolutely things that I I would have done differently and, and incorrectly possibly had I not had her guidance. So it's been it's just been really fabulous having her on board. I mean, how you proud know, are you, Steve, of having three daughters like in business together making it happen? Like that's I'm that's so awesome, man. And, uh, you know, the Chrissy started it. And then I guess about five years ago or six years ago, Katie came in and then uh, and Sarah, Sarah was running um, a major part of the events for the NASDAQ uh, on Times Square. And uh, so she was a marketing event planner uh, type of individual. In fact, she was in charge of ringing the bell uh, every day, opening the market and closing the market. That was her one of her events. Uh, so she was there every day, and uh, and Sarah decided, uh, for a lot of reasons, to come back to Indiana. And uh, you know, she did her New York thing, and she got a lot of experience. And come back, and uh, Chrissy had a need, and yeah. uh, and Sarah and Chrissy kind of made this deal, and and Chrissy offered Sarah to consider coming out. And uh, you know, so now, 
you know, we're blessed. We have three daughters. They, they live in Westfield and Carmel. We live in Carmel and uh, five, six grandchildren now right here. Uh, and Chrissy, Chrissy really took, you know, the bold bow tie was an appropriate name when Chrissy started this business, I think. But uh, uh, now it's, it's a branding more of a menswear company than it is right. just bow ties. Yes. And uh, I think, I think that, that that's kind of a fascinating story, how you went from, because Jim, if you went on the website, you saw. Yeah, I went on the website and I was like, oh man, I've never done bow ties, but then I found like traditional ties there and some other things in pocket squares. And I was, I was excited about the possibilities too. So you have some really cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. So believe it or not. So this is 10 years ago now. I And I'm I, following you on Facebook. So, I mean, you're, you're, Social media is exploding since I found your website. You're, you at least have one more follower. Thank you so much. And, uh, and you know, um, to, to just kind of toot the horn for Sarah for a second, my youngest sister, she brings an element to the company that, um, first of all, being seven years younger, she sees things in a different way um, yeah. and is just more savvy to some of the social media things that mm-hmm. um, that me as, as the old one um, does not know it quite as well. And she, she also sees things from an event standpoint that, you know, I think mm. if we, and so customer relations, I mean, she handles all of that and she's, she's great. I can't tell you how many reviews we've had where people, I mean, always they're, they're mentioning um, the, the customer relation part of it, the, um, the support that they received and the, the help with ordering. She is on it. Um, but when 10 years ago, when I started, it, it actually started as um, bows and headbands for little for little babies. And okay. I, I thought I thought I think I can I can figure out how to do this. And I went to Pinterest and I found things that, that had tutorials of how to make things and lots of different prototypes uh, I tried. And then about a year in, there um, was a gentleman who contacted me. I I didn't know him personally, but he contacted me and he said, could you make a bow tie, uh, two bow ties for my sons for Thanksgiving? And I said, oh, sorry, I I don't do that. I make hair bows. And um, I I thought, but you know, maybe I could figure it out. And I tried it and and I thought, huh, all right. Well, and and his review back to me was, was really kind. And I thought, maybe I want to do more of those. And before you knew it, um, I had kind of shifted the entire business model to, to bow ties and then came suspenders. And, and it's, it's been really neat, especially um, having to pivot with things during COVID mm-hmm. when weddings were not happening, we started making masks, but then people started requesting bow ties for their dogs. And um, it was Katie and, and myself full time at the time. And we thought, huh, well, I wonder, I don't think we want a strap around the neck for a dog because I think that there could be liability things. I mean, there's that lawyer again. Um, and, and so we, we makeshifted something and tried it out on our own dogs and we, we found the right combination. Um, and so, which is why we have pet, pet bow ties as well. And, and it's kind of exploded from there. It's been really neat. We just bought another um, machine, in fact, to to go in a, a new direction as well, just to add on to it. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I love the, the backs and forth there. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Yeah, Chrissy, uh, Chrissy recently mentioned to me, uh, they're just about uh, ready to break out into uh, personalizing things now. Um, and uh, so, you know, some of the equipment that she's talking about, uh, 
get them to maybe a, another another level of intimacy with their how do you mean own. like monogramming or just like i call in and make an order and you can make it on the spot how do you mean by personalized so everything that we have is actually made to order so so we mm. actually have the ability to tweak things for the customer which is great this would be it's actually a laser engraver so we will be able to engrave things um, for especially for groomsmen, right? Um, monogram, yeah, nice. monogram, and um, and engrave things like uh, money clips, and and we have all sorts of things we're gonna try um, when the when the machine One comes. Stop next shopping. Week. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, it. it's been it's been great, and I I tell my kids, especially uh, the youngest one, um, I, I really all all your grandkids want want to have businesses all the time. I think I think it's because. My my sisters will actually give them real money, and I'm like, what What are you doing? Put that back in your pocket. But uh, they they're they're fascinated by business because they see their their moms working together in a business, and I think it's it's really eye opening for the kids and really really special for them to see how it all works. And it's not it's not all easy. There are there are hiccups. There are always little fires to put out, um, and and how we work together. Um, as a team to do that, I think it's really nice. So they they all have their businesses that they run as well. <laughs> that, that that then they sell it back to us. Uh, one of them collects fabric scraps, the five year old, and then he comes and he sells the fabric scraps back to us. And then we give him dollar bills. And I I think we're setting nice. him up there, yeah. right? Because right? yeah, there's no upfront cost for him. But here's the educator taught, right? the educator setting a, an entrepreneurship school right there. And and I, I I'm thinking you know grandma and grandpa need to keep some dry powder because I think I'm going to have some uh, entrepreneurs when they're graduating from college needing needing capital so we'll have some I, capital. I love well, it. yeah one of one of my goals when I launched my business I it, it, it was kind of selfish I mean it it sounds like it was family oriented and it was but I'm competitive and I always hated getting interviewed and I hated doing interviews when we had a job opening and I, I was in charge of like 35 locations. I just, I never liked the fake and no, everybody lies in an interview and then you're going to look all perfect. I just hated the whole phoniness of it. And I said, you know, I'm going to build a family business that my kids one day are never going to have to ever create a resume and never going to have to go beg somebody for a job, you know? Oh, I like and I think I that was more like competitive, maybe. So, I mean, it was really for my kids, but it was just like, it was because I was so uncomfortable interviewing and then interviewing other people and being interviewed that I was like, I don't want my kids to have to go through this. I want to build something where they can just step into the family business, never have to go beg a stranger for a job, you know? So I think that, and you're doing it by just providing an example and having fun with your family and your kids are like, why wouldn't we want to do that? Right. So that's a big deal. And see, and you, you feel the need never having to do another interview, right? That's, that sounds great. <laughs> hey, man. You, you know, right, too, so Jim, your kids will have an advantage because uh, Chrissy and I were talking about it before. Marketing, for example, for a company like this, that's, uh, that's pretty much 95% online, right? They do, <laughs> they do shows and they do booths at, uh, at fairs and things like that. But in general, they're an online business. I mean, you, the, the marketing on this, it, you know, is not what you and I would think of as traditional, you know, four P's of marketing type of thing, you know, right. or brand awareness or it. it I mean, you, you need an engineering degree to do this Internet marketing and the search engine optimization. And Chrissy, 
has really become an expert at that. And, and, but she learns every day because you told me it's been changing every day. Oh, it changes dramatically all the time. I mean, it's, and it's, it's the companies who stay up to date with the new technology and who are constantly learning how to implement the new strategies. Those are the ones who are going to be able to pivot with the new marketing techniques and, and to get their name out there. Um, it's so important. So I, I listen to, to podcasts and, and videos. Well, it's psychology and a teacher. You were going to have to do continue education the rest of your life anyway. So now you've just pivoted to a different CD, no. right? Exactly. Me being married to a teacher. So I, and I have a psychology degree, that. so I appreciate that. Yeah. And Jim, that. it's interesting because Chris, you searched around for what you would call experts, you know, on, uh, on search engine optimization or Google ads or that type of thing. Yeah. And it moves so fast that, some of some of the folks, you know, they're they're actually behind the curve. So Chrissy's yeah. trying. Chrissy has some consultants that work with her to keep her ahead of the curve. Plus, she does all these, you know, the self teaching, you know, herself. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, that is really where it's at. I mean, and, and and it was a rude awakening for me, you know, being in my sixties and having grown up in traditional business uh, that. Uh, you know, you you really can't do this uh, in an entrepreneurial way unless you become an expert on how to market through That's the internet. Yeah, yeah. which yeah, which be, can be done. It can be done for anyone who wants. I mean, to if you think about it, Steve, this is your like fountain of youth, man, because you are in the game still. You are watching them grow. You're involved in the business, and like, how awesome does that feel? And how young does that make you feel that you're still there? You don't have to grind it out, but. They're doing the grinding, but you're there in the game with them, right? That is so true, that Jim. That is, that is so true. I, you, you kind of can live vicariously through your children, and uh, and it's it's fun. It really is. That's so awesome. so let me ask you uh, something, and then I mean, any of you can answer this one, but I guess uh, Christy, you you go first, and then and then Steve can say something about that. If you could actually give a very basic, and I know nothing's basic, but very basic one, two, three on how to start a business to someone, what would that be? What is the first thing they have to do, the second thing they have to do, and the third thing, even if it is months apart or years apart? <laughs> yeah, you go. All right. So this is the first thing I would say. Um, the very Everybody talks about filling a need. In, in the market, which I think is really important. But I think that that's number two. I think number one, you have to ask yourself, what are you passionate about? What excites you? Um, for for me, it's which, which is really neat. My husband and I share a very special bond. And I, I really do believe that happy endings are possible. And I really do believe that true love is out there. It's really neat to be part of the wedding scene because of that, because you see how beautiful um, it is that the, the love story and, and people send you pictures. It's really neat to be a part of. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was doing the hair bows, I was very passionate. I'm, I'm still, I'm very passionate about my, my children. And so that was, was very neat. And I could come up, I felt very creative in that space. Mm -hmm. I, I think finding, and I think you should make a list. I think you should make a list of the things that really excite you. Um, that you're passionate about, and and then I would say find a need within within that niche to to help with and and fulfill that for for those people. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are the the target customer. That's not necessarily uh, the route you have you need to take. But I think you need to be excited about it because then you're going the creative juices are always going to be flowing. So then once you find the need, 
Um, and you and then get creative and explore some ideas and talk to people. Um, you know, read on on Reddit and Facebook groups and in different communities where reach out to people and ask them, ask them what what their what some needs are that they need met or things that they struggle with, some pain points, and that could be a really neat place to start. And then you you start you start playing with some ideas, and it doesn't have to be the first one that's a home run. It just needs to get your feet wet and then you can tweak it. And we're constantly every day tweaking things. And then you will, you will have some, some customers who are probably your family and friends in the beginning, um, whether it's a, a product-based business model or not, and they'll give you feedback. And it's not, it's not to hurt your feelings, but it's to take on and go, you know what, these are more tweaks we need to make. But I think trying to bite off more that you can chew and go, you know what, we're going to do a million dollars right out of the gate. Don't set yourself up for failure. Start, start where you're comfortable. Go, what am I excited about? What can I bring to the market? And then, okay, let's play with some ideas of how to do that. That's, that would be my one, two, three. So. I love that. I love that. I think that's, that's very smart. So from the, I have one more question. Probably Jim will jump into this one too, which is, and this is, this goes to Steve the money, right? Um, people don't understand money um, in the context of business. I, I would say people don't understand money in the context of anything. We have, we have our passions on things and, you know, all of a sudden you realize that you have to have certain concepts. And so how difficult from your perspective is, Steve, to get an entrepreneur that comes with a passion but doesn't necessarily come from the financial world and get this person connected to that um, financial need, financial understanding, let's say. You, you know, it's interesting, because as Kristen was speaking, I um, probably because I'm, you know, I was a banker for 40 years and, uh, and also maybe my generation, I, I probably would have said the three things were come up with a great idea, right? N not the passionate part. Chrissy has the passion part, and that kind of brings me into that, which is kind of nice, um, because I can tell you what I did for a living for for forty years. I really liked, but now that I'm retired, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't the only thing in you know in my life. It wasn't who I was, right? But in with, in Kristen's case, she's telling you that it, it is her passion, and and see, I would start with have a great idea. Uh, have access to capital and enough capital to, to get yourself off the ground and then execute. Those would be kind of the, you know, the three things, you know, being a more of a, uh, an, an entrepreneur in my lifetime and a banker, that would be, that would kind of be where that, that is. I really like, you know, I, I like the, the addition of, of the passion being thrown in. Um, and especially when they, because as you can imagine in her business, they do a lot of weddings and they do a lot of special events. And, um, and they they help make that they help make that happen. I mean, I used to I used to feel good when I made a mortgage to someone and allowed them to buy a house, but but you typically it's a transaction, right? And then you're moving you're moving on to the next thing. You're moving on to the next thing. I think in Chrissy's business, they take a little bit of time to enjoy you know what they're doing and to enjoy um, appreciating the effect that they're having on their customers. But, but Steve, it's not just an addition. She put passion first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, that's right. She started with it. That's exactly right. Can I can I tweak one thing about that? So, so I have heard the phrase, you know, if um, 
do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I, 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 and I, I understand that. And I understand the, 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 the good intentions people have behind that. However, mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur takes a lot of work and the passion is something that's going to keep you creative and, and kind of new and fresh in the market that you're in and mm -hmm. keep going. Um, but you're going, you're going to work and you're going to work hard and there are going to be things that you go, I didn't even know that that was a possibility of happening. And it has nothing to do with what you thought on paper it was going to be. Um, there are things that I couldn't even fathom that we would come up against and, and we have, and we've gotten through them and in, in terms of, of each stage of the business. But, but I think always wanting to learn, I, I think that's where that passion comes in because you always want to learn about it. You always want, you're hungry for that knowledge. Um, but you're definitely well, going you to said it's hard. like being a parent, right? Like there's a lot of things that come up that you're like, I never knew that was going to happen, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. My yeah, skill set was going to have to involve that. And it is definitely not designed to be easy. You know, any business, whether it's entrepreneurial or working for a public company, is not designed to be easy. But I think in an entrepreneurial company, especially when you're starting from scratch, you know, when we started our company from scratch, um, I mean, it was four, four individuals sitting around a table coming up with ideas and, uh, and a business plan. And, uh, you know, if um, on, on, as, you, as you implement, you, you realize that uh, there's going to be some days when you sit down at your desk and you think, what am I doing? I, you know, or how am I going to get past this? Or yeah. this problem just got thrown at me. I haven't had a chance to think about it, but it's devastating and I have to, I have to solve it. But you know the, the the good thing is you almost always get through it. Uh, yeah. It's uh, but uh, but boy, it is up there. There are a lot of ups and downs for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been said that if if you have problems in life, you have to talk to an entrepreneur just to get your juices going because you, the entrepreneur either solves it or solves it. So right. it's like <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, yeah. what, one, one thing that I, you know, I have this part of me that is an educator. So I have to always, um, be interested in how people learn things. And my observation with entrepreneurs is that, um, one of the traits they have or you have is that they are avid learners. They love learning stuff and they not only learn about their trade, they learn about business. So have you I mean, did, did you see that, Kristen, in your own evolution as an entrepreneur, learning about things that are the art of doing business, not the art of doing bow ties and suspenders? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent, yes. Um, I, I actually watch more YouTube videos and listen to more audiobooks and things like that than, than I watch, say, cable television. Um, because I... I I'm constantly learning. I learn every day, every single day. And as, as the world changes and evolves and um, whether it's marketing techniques or new product lines, or, or I, I mean, there's a million different things you can learn about, but also the art of business and um, some of the terms that you, you've got to get correct. And like I said, I don't want to scare anyone away who's thinking about starting their own business, because I think that you learn that as you go. Um, but there are things that I had no idea were, were possible or things that, that existed that um, are definitely, you need to be hungry for that knowledge all the time. As a teacher, were you into self-development before, or was this just like out of a need, like, oh man, I got to figure this out. And then you kind of slid into self-development. It's like, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. 
what was your mindset going into business? Were you already there or did it kind of like you had to go there because you needed to answer questions? You know, that, that's a very good question. And for all the teachers listening, I actually, I, so I taught uh, four and five-year-olds. So I actually mm -hmm. didn't have a teaching license. So I okay. had a lot of free reign of my classroom, which, which may have gone into some, some of that creativity as far as here is, is what we want you to teach. Now you come up with how you're going to do it. So I had more freedom than, than somebody in the K through 12 environment. Um, mm -hmm. But to tell you the truth, I actually never thought I, I would be interested in business. It never crossed my mind. And I, I laugh now because I, I love it. It, it. And like you, like you mentioned, Jim, when you said that you are uh, very competitive, I think, I think there's a part of that competitiveness that you need in business where it, it drives you, it keeps you going it, it, and it's exciting. It's very, it's always, it's always exciting, whether it's good or bad, it's mm -hmm. always an exciting ride. And I think that that um, is, is something that I, I had, but I didn't realize it, it could be applied to business. So that was neat to see that. Yeah. The first time somebody asked me like, what, what are you listening to? I was like, what do you mean? Like Bob and Tom, I don't understand what you meant. And then he's like, no, audiobooks what i literally at 30 was like what are you talking about <laughs> you know it was one of my mentors he said go to the library get a book on on audio tape and i think the first i went to the pike library and the first thing i saw was just this big yellow i think it maybe it was tapes or cds i don't remember and it was tony robbins um oh yeah personal power or something like that and i played it in I was so jacked up after the first thing. I was like, I never went back to music again. I mean, it just, I was, it existed, but I didn't know it existed. And I didn't know that was a thing that I was supposed to be doing. I was just so naive, you know? And now he has his own YouTube channel. Yeah. So, right. so now you can get yeah. him right on your phone in your pocket, whatever you want. Exactly. So it's, but but it's this yeah. hunger for, this hunger for knowledge is what it's, uh, it's fascinating to me when you look at entrepreneurs that, um, and I don't know, Steve, do you think that the, the, the passion element, I know that you didn't put it in your list, but the passion element um, is what actually helps people learn, keep learning? Because, you know, otherwise, if it were, of course, if it's the numbers and you make money and good money, then that's a great incentive. But um, do you think that the passion aspect of it uh, helps the entrepreneurs that you know keep going? You know, I would, I think I... I would say yes, um, but but I think I, th I think your ability to continuously learn and want to learn and, and be hungry to learn I I think it's more in, ingrained. Um, I, I I think I think this this antidote um, go, goes across entrepreneurs and and folks that work for large companies and and anybody that you're going to hire. But I I have found in in my years of managing thousands and thousands of people. Is uh, you know first uh, you know very high integrity, so go into it with the idea that you're going to follow the rules and that you're going to that you're, uh, you're you're going to use the rules and use the rules of capitalism and and the and the rule of law to to move forward. So that that's kind of one base, and then have a burning desire to excel. You know, and any entrepreneur I've ever, ever known is is tireless. They're they're constantly thinking about it. They're constantly tweaking they're constantly coming up with ideas um mm -hmm. and then and and then your ability to continuously learn if if you have those three traits as a as a as a as a leader i i think you can you can shake that individual into or or if that person is a leader they can shape themselves into anything that they want 
and uh and i i do i do think and then i think passion is a is a nice is a nice to have um but you do you know, think that they afterwards. can learn it do you think that they can learn um what you're saying as far as as learning the importance of learning yeah, you I, that you can train yourself. I think you can train somebody to do that. Sure, I think I think I, I think it's easier to do it with somebody where it's already ingrained. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have the natural skill and, and desire. But uh, but I think I think people come around. Uh, but then there are there are those people who you know they, they sit in the meeting and they go, oh, we don't do it that way. And uh, you know, we've never done it that way. And it's like, yeah, but maybe we should be doing it that way. Uh, no, but we never did it that way. You know, and when I when you know my first job was with Procter and Gamble. There were a lot of people at Proctor that only did it the Proctor way, and the Proctor way was, you know, 110 years old. Uh, but uh, but it was the Proctor way, and it's done well by them. But uh, but boy, I'm not sure it would do well in an entrepreneurial situation. Right, that's great insight. And so, well, let's talk a little bit about challenges and how to overcome them. Because uh, Christy said before, you know, not not everything is rosy. Steve mentioned sometimes you wake up and it's like, oh my God, I have to do this. So, tell us without necessarily giving us the specifics, but if you have some stories of challenges that you thought, oh man, now this has been thrown at me. Um, and and you kind of answered it before. You're very insightful, Christy, um, but. I was one of my things It's especially you survived a small business survived that's internet based survived through COVID. So maybe there's a different challenge, a different or a more recent challenge, or maybe it was, that was like the big thing, but yeah, I had the same kind of question, like how you made it through that crazy 10 years. Well, you know, I, um, when you said, have there been any challenges that you could think of off, off the top of your head? I, I thought, my gosh, how much time do we have? Um, because <laughs> it's funny. I mean, things happen all the time, constantly. Um, and it's the business is in my phone. If, if you think about it, it's an interesting time that we're living in because problems can arise all the time and it's constantly with you. And so there, there's that life, life work balance that I also work on as well. But the, right. one of the biggest challenges during COVID was um, <laughs> obtaining our fabric and um, find it. So we, I had a cousin in Pennsylvania going to um, Walmart for me and looking for this special orange color that was really popular in weddings. And I remember her calling me and I was on the soccer, I was at a soccer game for my son and I kind of stepped away for a moment. She said, I found like, you know, 12 yards of it. I was like, oh my gosh, buy it all, please buy it all. You know, because it, we, fabric just got snatched up like that because everyone was making masks and it made sense. Oh, yeah. But then, um, then everybody was buying things online, which actually helped us in the long run from that standpoint. Um, but, but the shipping was, was a disaster because there, there, mm -hmm. the volume just went up so much in lots of e-commerce brands. And so then, I mean, we had that, that first December, my gosh, hundreds and hundreds of packages that I had every customer's name on the list and to make sure that I was checking their tracking number to make sure that it arrived by Christmas. And those types of things are, are, are things that at first glance are out of your control and you need to make a game plan of how you're going to overcome that. Um, and all, and, all the time. Supply chain issues became a real issue on the front end. Yeah. And then as Christy's describing on the back end, there was so much, there was, it was only so much capacity and, and there was so much volume going into the back end on deliveries that things got really, you know, gummed up 
and it uh Definitely. It, it was difficult, although it was really interesting to watch capitalism kind of win the day because um, the first three or four months that they, that, that they shut everything down, weddings stopped. So, you know, Chrissy's business, um, you know, took Slowed. took a big, big hit. But uh, but then people were just kind of, you know, I'm getting married. And uh, and you know what? If it's just going to be. Uh, my four groomsmen, my four bridesmaids, and and uh, the bride and groom. Well, then so be it. But we need and we need still got to look cool for the pictures, right? So you're still right. back we, in the game. Right. <laughs> and we need suspenders, and and people started coming out of the woodwork and started Absolutely. getting back into it. Um, really bucking the trend, which uh, and then and then when they when they really opened the doors, weddings really exploded. Right? Yes, and uh, yes. And at that time, at, at that point, Chrissy had a good stronghold and a good market share in the wedding market and also had good distribution with uh, with wedding influencers and that type of thing. So that helped when 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 everybody came back and capitalism sort of won the day, uh, it uh, it was helpful. I love it. So let's talk. We are kind of coming to the to the to the end of the of the episode, but I want to talk a little bit about your future vision for your own business. So, how much time do you spend talking about the future of the business? And because I know the present is the present, right? Is is the present is pressing, but but I guess how how far ahead you think about the next three months or the next year or things like? Tell us a little bit about your future vision planning. That's a great question. I I would say in the beginning, I used to think, oh gosh, I hope I can find somebody who's interested in this. And maybe I was I was thinking much shorter term. Um, now I would say I think of I think of the future of the business the same way I I think about the future of my kids, which I think about often too. Like I want them to be well rounded individuals. I want them to be. Um, like my, my dad said, have integrity, do the right thing when no one's watching and to, to make good decisions. And I, I think about that with my boys all the time. And I, I feel the same way about the business that it's in five years, it's not going to look exactly like it looks today. It's going to look different in 10 years, in 20 years, it's going to look different. It's going to be very neat. It, it's exciting. It, it's, it shouldn't be a scary thing. It can be, a, you can be a little apprehensive. But I think it's more of an exciting thing, and we think um, we think long term. I think the the engraving and monogramming is going to be next, which is mm -hmm. really exciting. And we're going to learn those machines and watch a lot of YouTube videos on them and, and figure that out. And then I think that's going to open a whole slew of of opportunities for us. And and we're we're going to take a look at and see what worked and what we think is feasible. And I'm. I'll talk to my my team. I have to say, having a, a good team makes it possible for you to plan for the future, because when it's when it's you, you're you're limited by your own ideas, and then that's it. But when you are collaborating with a, a team that you trust, like my, mm -hmm. like my sisters, I feel like there are ideas that I never would have come up with without their help and w without their input and they see things a little differently which is great because then we can we can tweak things and and then it allows me to also take a step back and go you know what i'm gonna think about down the road because instead of them going like my dad was saying um well we don't do it that way i they they could say that to me but then we would never get a new machine we would never try a new thing and i i i think them pretty often about being so open-minded and saying you know what yeah. Okay. Let's get that machine. Um, my, my middle sister just started making dog bandanas. 
around the holidays because people were requesting them. And I remember calling her and I said, here's the thing. I don't want you to hate me, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to make an, a new sewing station just for bandanas. And she was like, okay, that sounds great. It's Monday morning. I'm coming in and do it. And she did. And now she's, I mean, she's fast at it. She's, she's fabulous at it, but we, we laughed about it because it's, it's a completely different craft than, than what she was focusing on in um, before. So it was really neat. I think you need to be open-minded because the future of the business is going to grow a lot like a, like a a kid, you're going to mold it. So that's my, so Christy and Steve tell our listeners, like, where's the best way to find you, follow you, engage with you guys, just at least see what you guys are all about. Where, Where do you prefer they go to kind of find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the bold bowtie.com. So it's the word, the bold bow tie.com. Um, my, my sister's is always there to answer questions in the, the chat box. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. we, we are, are always connected with our, with our customers and we're, we're always ready to, to help make people's big days special and um, their occasions special or make their pet look very dapper for an occasion. <laughs> well, it's amazing. I think our children uh, are going to go with their mom this weekend and pick out a new cat. We lost our cat a couple months ago. And so I'm sorry. Our old cat wouldn't have gone for anything, but we're hoping this one, you know, maybe we'll have a, I mean, if we could put a bow tie and suspenders on a cat, you know how big cat videos are, Christy? I mean, oh, that could be the explosion that my financial business just by if I put if I get a, a cat and a, you know, an autumn bow tie, you know, and uh, suspenders yeah. like yeah. I, I think like it's you got to think outside the box, Steve. Right. I mean, right. I got to think right. outside the box like I'm trying to market financial services. Really, what I need to do is go more towards cat videos. Yeah, with um, the, the bold bow tie. Financial planner I know with 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 a cat as a mascot. That would be. Yeah, cool. I mean, you know, and there's like the the terms you see the like dual marketing, right? We could market your business, our business. I mean, Absolutely. this could be huge. Yeah, you have, have your people call my people. I, <laughs> I love it, and and you know what? That's another thing that what's funny is that we we cater a lot to dogs because we have dogs. However, I absolutely yeah. love cats, and we I actually follow a lot of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, groups yeah. on cats, one of which is called Cats with Bow Ties. So, um, just to make sure I'm up to date on what people are See, when, I, when I think I'm like breaking ground, somebody's already been there and done that. Yeah, done it. No, I missed we'll, we'll the, I miss the we'll curve. <laughs> you know, no, I man, I'm so thankful you for you all. I'm so thankful for your story. I'm so thankful, man, just to hear your story and how you have siblings and parents working together it's just really inspiring and obviously steve you and your wife have done an amazing job you've got amazing kids that are so grounded and humble yet so hungry and it really just gets me fired up and i'm thankful for both of you absolutely thank thank you thank you thanks for having us on thank you very much thank you guys and keep at it because we that's what we need we need uh entrepreneurs that Believe in themselves, believe in their products, and believe in their clients. So, but here's the here's the last question, Christy. If you don't know this, you need to figure this out. So, it, this all started as a joke when I used to tell people when I I was asked to speak, and I said, um, you know, I said July 4, 1776 was the country's Independence Day, but my family's Independence Day was March twenty fourth, two thousand two, because that's the day I fired my boss. Right. So, do you remember the day that you fired your boss and said, "I'm in. Let's go. I'm launching this thing." 
Uh, oh, I, I do. It was September 14th. Um, 2014. 14. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that needs to be logged. That's, that's like when you're the, 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 another branch of your family tree just sprouted Absolutely. up and, and, and took root. And so that's amazing. I'm glad you know that you mm-hmm. can, that's the very first thing you need to engrave. I think so. The day that you fired your boss and that needs to go with like your first dollar bill and a, like a piece of your first fabric that you sold or something like that. I love that uh, idea. That's a fabulous idea. That's cool. Enjoy liberty. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna close the episode just thanking you. Thanks, Jim, um, for and the listeners, of course, for being there and um, wishing you an amazing week. Uh, Talk to you soon in the next episode. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys.